Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome in to the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Green Mountain Dental Group. That's right, uh, switching it up. This is a uh, new era of the DNVR Buffs podcast, working with Green Mountain Dental. And I haven't heard back officially, but I'm pushing Lindsay really hard to convince Green Mountain Dental to clean my teeth because I do not do that responsibly. Um, if I'm being totally honest, I should spend more time at the dentist. I'm not, I'm not even sure when the last time I went was not like in a bad way, not saying like decades, but like, it's been a year. It might've been two years. Like I'm I'm trying to think back because at UM university of Montana, where I went to school, we had like cheap teeth cleaning. And so I was thinking I should take advantage of that before I graduated. I can't remember if I did it. The point is I've been relying on those crest white strips to keep my teeth looking good, but that does not work. You really have to clean them for them to actually be clean. It's kind of like, uh, pushing everything under the bed. That's what crest white strips do. Um, wow. This isn't like an anti those, because like I was saying, I, I rely on those. Those are a part of my not even like everyday life, but like every five hours life, you know, because you can just like shove all the dirty clothes under the bed. You can like have them hang out of the laundry hampers a little bit better. Maybe that's like brushing your teeth and flossing every day and putting them under the bed is just like the white strips or leaving on the floor is like doing nothing for your teeth. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but the best thing you do is just take all your dirty clothes and get them cleaned and then you're not hiding anything from whoever it might be who sees your room um yeah so there's some thoughts on that uh again getting your teeth cleaned is important it's been something i've been thinking out for a while now and i'm really hoping that this is just an opportunity for me to actually go get my teeth cleaned because i really need it i've just been like faking it for too long um if you are like me and you do need to get your teeth cleaned, uh, you should go to Green Mountain Dental because Green Mountain Dental is a family-owned and operated business. It's out in Lakewood. It's just outside Denver. It's like 15 minutes away from where I live in Denver, and they're huge Colorado sports fans, and so you really do want to support these guys. Like, I don't know. I think that we're in like this new era of we support the businesses that, you know, I don't know. First of all, like they have to have a good product and like good prices and that kind of stuff. But there's so many options for so many things where it's like, oh, these guys, I think that I want to give my money to them. And that's what Green Mountain Dental Group is. They uh, they just took Lindsay's uh, wisdom teeth out, which is 
a thing that I probably, well, I mean, I should have done. Multiple dentists said, Henry, get your wisdom teeth out. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get on that. Never did, though. And so I still have them. Most of them are grown in. I have, like, one more that's still coming in. And I can tell, like, it's it's definitely causing problems. Like, one of my teeth is, like, a little bit little bit crooked. You wouldn't notice unless I said, like, hey, look at this and open my mouth and, said, and you, like, put your face in and saw. But, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where I'm playing this dangerous waiting game. Like, please get this last, like, half a centimeter in. I'll be good for life based on my understanding of teeth, which comes from no medical background. It could be that that is just the start. Um, so get out there for that, too. Um, Lindsay said it was a great experience. She said literally the best dentist experience of her life. Um, she can be a bit hyperbolic, but I believe her when it comes to this stuff. Uh, I'll tell you more about that experience tomorrow when we go through this whole thing again. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's a longtime DMVR partner. They show us love, show them love. They are the new presenting sponsor of this podcast. And so we really do have to like show our love again 15 minutes away from downtown denver it's might be closer from boulder it might be further my geography isn't great i don't even know if that's geography really i mean it could just be uh not having a sense of what is happening around me um which i've had problems with before so yes green mountain dental group uh the best part is if you get a cleaning x-ray and exam at green mountain dental group you get a free sonic hair toothbrush a free one, a free Sonicare toothbrush. Those things are really expensive. They do a much better job than you probably do if you have anything to do with me. Like, I don't know. One of those things about teeth is that I feel like everybody kind of has their own way of doing it, like cleaning them. Like they have their own routine. And it's it's something that is developed solely by you and you rarely talk about it. Like I've never talked for four minutes about my teeth before, but here we are. And I think that because, like, you know, it's just one of those things that you do by yourself and you don't talk about. Like, maybe you, like, just put it in, you, like, brush, like, the left side and go to the right and, like, all that kind of stuff. Like, it's totally different for everybody. And I guess that a lot of us are doing it wrong. This is not in the ad read. These are just my thoughts on toothbrushing. So, again, take it with a grain of salt. A Sonicare toothbrush, though, does so much of the work for you that, at least based on how I understand teeth cleaning to go... It just takes away some of that variability that one of us may be having compared to everybody else. I don't know. I do want to know what the best way to clean my teeth is. I I need to go to a dentist. I've gone too long without going to a dentist. Uh, okay. I'm going to go to Green Mountain Dental Group. I am going to report back. And uh, you guys should all go to... Maybe we can make a day of it. I don't know if this is a thing that we're capable of, like organizing a day at the dentist but hey saturdays are free now so maybe we all can just use one of those that we had previously booked to go to the dentist um dark ending green mountain dental group great people they'll give you a bright smile um and again free sonicare toothbrush if you go to green mountain dental group and get a cleaning x-ray and exam so do it okay uh, time to talk about football and not teeth. Uh, the president is trying to get the Big Ten to play football. Uh, they've been releasing statements. The president has obviously been vocal. Uh, Big Ten has been a little bit more laid back in what they're saying. Like, we've had good conversations. We're talking. We're trying to do what's best. And we do want to get everybody back on the field as soon as we safely can. Um, we're not digging into the politics of this too much. Um 
because duh, like why would that be a good idea? Um, but I do think that it is important to know what is going on because we are in the stage of our CU football relationships where we're kind of just waiting to see what happens next. Is it really going to be this plan that 247sports.com said was the current plan they're working on where maybe in like a month or two months about that long maybe even less i guess it's it's september already rent day uh, three weeks i think to about six weeks is the ideal starting phase for this plan this is when teams start to do their like workouts i mean uh, my understanding is this be something similar to like the voluntary athletic activities that you get over the summer the stuff that started in july might be a little bit ramped up from that yeah i do think it's it's like the late july stuff um, and the plan would be for them to do that through uh, at least through October, maybe through November, and then probably like late November, December sometime, start getting into real practices to get ready for a real season. Uh, and then you would start at the end of January, beginning of February, probably beginning of February with that six-game schedule, uh, five games, ideally against Pac-12 opponents, and then that last game uh, you would play uh, your, somebody from the Big Ten Conference. Uh, and we don't know how that would be decided because there are 14 teams in the uh, Big Ten, which is dumb. Um, and there are 12 teams in the Pac-12, which makes a lot of sense. Again, maybe that's why they listen to the doctors here in the Pac-12. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's kind of what's going on. That's the plan we've talked about a little bit before. And there really isn't much of a change to that. You know, there's, there has been some speculation. You know, it's like, oh, the Big Ten's trying to do this. The Pac-12 is going to try it too. Um, and there really hasn't been anything, like, firm saying that the Pac-12 would actually be interested in trying to play this fall in the way that the Big Ten is. You know, the Big Ten reportedly thinking, like, we could start Thanksgiving. And the way those schedules work out uh, would be that uh, I think that if the Pac-12 does what it's trying to do, the Big Ten tries to do what it's trying to do starting at the beginning of December, end of November, um, the Big Ten would reach the stage where they would play a Pac-12 team about 17 weeks, 16 weeks after the start of their season, um, which is a long time, but that's typically about the time between week one and the national championship anyway. It's just so weird to put this in different terms where it's like, yeah, the Pac-12 is going to start in February. They'll be ready to play the Big Ten in that final game of the season in, like, mid-March. The Big Ten's going to start in, like, late November, early December. They will also be ready for that game. There will be a break for the Big Ten. Like, they will probably take, like, three weeks off probably and get geared up. But that's how bowl season works anyway. Um, like, everybody gets at least a couple weeks off. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of what's going on there. Um, so then also the president has been talking to um, the Big Ten commissioner, applying some pressure, really, saying, like, we want you guys to be playing football this fall. And again, we aren't going to dig too deep into the politics of it other to other than to explain why the Pac-12 isn't in that situation. And, you know, the big reason, of course, is that the Big Ten is typically those battleground states, especially, you know, Ohio with Ohio State. And it's a good look for a president who's trying to be reelected to, to bring football back to a state that 
really likes football. And that's about all that's going on there. Um, and that's also why the important thing here, I really don't expect any pressure on the Pac-12 to play because, a, you know, it, maybe it, it, we could say it's speculation to say that the president is doing this because of the re-election chances and not because he thinks it truly is what's best for um, those kids and that's why he's stepping in. Um, I would anticipate, though, that he, the Pac-12 will not have that pressure applied to play immediately, which is what President Trump is trying to do with the Big Ten, is get them on the field as fast as possible. Um, I, I don't know exactly now I think of it, the state of Big Ten workouts, um, whether they are in um, just just like a very summer off season workout phase where kids can come in, um, young adults, they aren't really kids, some of them are kids, um, they can go in there and work out themselves. They can work out in groups. They have like that structured stuff. I don't know if they're still doing any sort of walkthroughs and you know, you can't just say, Hey, I want college football this weekend. So you guys should go play and we'll make that work. Um, obviously like there, it, it does take like three, four weeks probably from this phase, maybe even more before you're ready to play. Um, again, the big Ten's trying to play, late November the election is early November the pressure I would expect to see applied would be to get them to start that season before the election I think that that would be a pretty realistic goal for both the Big Ten and for the president and if this does kind of keep building and the interactions keep going um, that would be kind of what I would anticipate seeing happen here um, as we move forward uh, have we ever talked about the president on this podcast before? I think that was a first. If you now hate me because I said something, please know that I did my best to not make that happen. Uh, what a world we live in. Um, yeah, let's just uh, get out of this part with the key takeaways. Um, Big Ten's plan was to try to start Thanksgiving. Um, Pac-12's plan was to try to start... Um, a shorter season in the winter, in the spring. I mean, that's winter. January, February, that's winter. Um, with the Big Ten playing the longer season, they try to play at the end of the year in a bowl-type environment. Um, that all obviously is very reliant on the state of the pandemic uh, for the Big Ten and for the Pac-12. The president has been trying to get the Big Ten to play earlier than that and... I mean, based on the tweets, it seems like much earlier. Like, it seems like really soon. I don't think that that's viable, but I do think that there's potential for uh, it to be moved up a little bit. Um, I do not expect to see pressure on the Pac-12 from the president um, just because of all the circumstances. I mean, being honest here, he's not going to win California, and that's where four of the teams are. Um We'll see how it goes, though. We'll see how it goes, though. Um, that could be something that could happen, and that's why we're talking about this, because that's something we should be prepared for. Um, yeah. That's what you need to know. And what you also need to know is that Breckenridge Brewery is the best brewery in Colorado. Um, I'm not sure if that's like the general consensus of all of like, the, the beer reviewers and the beer raters, but as somebody who 
has had a good time drinking a lot of Brackenridge beers pretty frequently over the course of the return of sports, they have my number one rating. You know, when I like think through the things in my life, like the companies in my life that impact me the most, um, I think you got to look at Apple for one, you know, computer, phone, Apple TVs, the home, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, Apple's probably the biggest. Honestly, like Microsoft, I own one product out of all of Microsoft, and it's my Xbox. That might make it number two. Um, yeah, I don't even have like Word and Excel and all that stuff. Um, that's a toss-up, though. I think I might give it to Breckenridge Brewery. I think Breckenridge Brewery is number two on the list of like most important products to my life, companies to my life. Um, I don't know what that means. I can't say I like love it. I can't say I like it. There is a bit of hesitance, you know. Um, you know, we're doing that fantasy show later, and I'm really excited to talk about how like the Cardinals offense, like, yeah, Christian Kirk, that's a great value pick because I don't want to be overexposed to the Cardinals offense. I'm not bought in the same way that everybody else seems to be. Like, I don't think Kyler Murray is necessarily like a quarterback you draft and then you just leave him there all season. Like there's some real potential for things to go really south. Same thing with Kenyon Drake, same thing with Deandre Hopkins, but because it is like a very high upside offense, you do well exposure. Christian Kirk kind of perfect. Maybe that's where my favorite beer company should be. And not necessarily like a top three. The point is I really like Breckenridge brewery and they make great beers and I thank them for that. And I hope that you guys are enjoying all that stuff that they make as well. Uh, the, the pumpkin spice latte is an incredible beer. Um, it just goes down so smooth. You just drink it and you're just like, wow, what a tasty beer. Uh, and you can find that by going to the beer locator at the, not, not the DMVR.com at the Breckenridge brewery website. And it will tell you exactly where you can pick up your favorite Breckenridge beers, whether that is the Pumpkin Spice Latte, whether it's the Avalanche Amber Ale, the Strawberry Sky, a couple of classics. Um, so many options, and uh, you should definitely be taking advantage of all of them. MSU Denver Online, uh, a great option, like I guess specifically for online learning. You know, that's what MSU Denver has been kind of all about these last few years. And what a time to be all about it now that everything is moving online. Um, they offer a lot better uh, value, I think, than a lot of the other universities around here, especially when it comes to the online learning, um, because they have invested so much time, because they do have professors who they bring in from the real world. Like, if it's a business class, it's a successful business person in Denver who's probably teaching that class. And, like, obviously they're qualified, too. Like, they know their stuff. They have, like, what all, all the degrees that they need and the, all that kind of stuff. But it's just such a great way to put this together, and it's such a good value. Um, there are over 700 online courses. There's over 40 online programs that'll get you a degree. It's great stuff. Uh, head over to msudenver.com slash online for more information. If you're interested in going back to school and starting school and finding a cheaper option because your school has online classes now. Um, again, it's great stuff. Harrison and Allie are loving the courses they're taking over there. So go to msudenver.com slash online if you're interested in learning. All right. Time now for the DraftKings Pick of the Week, and this is going to be a pretty quick one. Bet on the Denver Nuggets tonight. 
Jamal Murray is unconscious right now. He is, as of this moment, the best basketball player in the bubble. And uh, he's about to use that tonight. He's put up, what, uh, 142 points over the course of the last three games. And he's done it incredibly efficiently. Like, he's shooting, like, 70% or something from the field, 60% from the field. Uh, he, was, he shot 9 to 12 from the three in this last game. And he's just, like, pulling all these pull-up transition jumpers. It's beautiful stuff. And he has shown that he just has, like, that in his game. You know, watching watching the Bucks game against the Heat yesterday, tight game, back-and-forth game, all the way through. And then in the last three, four minutes, three minutes probably, Jimmy Butler just took the ball. And I think in, a, like, a post-game interview, or maybe it was today, he came out and said, like, yeah, I just told my teammates, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be taking the shots. I'm not going to be passing the ball much. And they were down with it because he was making them. Because there are some players who can go out there and he can just win you games. Like you say, okay, four minutes left. That means we have eight shots as a team that will be taken in this time frame. I'm taking six of these. And those other two are going to be wide open shots or layups or dunks or whatever for you guys because they're over committing to me. That's what great players do. And that's what he did. He made those shots. He he made the turnarounds, mid-range, like deep twos. He got to the rim. He made a three. The over-under was set at half a three, and he made a clutch contested three from deep, like three, four steps behind the line, and ran away with that game. Giannis, on the other hand, couldn't do anything. Like He was passing the ball. When Jimmy Butler, in the clutch moment, said, I am going to go win this game, Giannis did not. Either that or he couldn't. You know, he had the same shots that Jimmy was getting. He had better shots than Jimmy was getting. They were taking two steps off, standing in the paint, waiting for him. He he can have an open shot from a step above the free throw line whenever he wants. He just can't knock those down. He, he missed eight free throws yesterday. You know, when it comes down to it, I'm not sure how Giannis wins you games late. You know, you, you see it with all the great players. You see it with Jimmy Butler. You see it with LeBron James. You, 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 you see it with Kawhi Leonard, you see it with Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, all these guys who can go out there, who can go toe-to-toe with the other team's superstar and make the shots late, shoot 75%, like, and essentially that's all of your team shots. Your team now shoots 75% in the last two, three minutes because that is what you're doing on offense. Giannis, I don't know if he has that. I know somebody who does, though, and that is Jamal Murray because he has been doing it over and over and over again for the last three games. So I guess, yeah, three overs was right. He uh, He's on a different planet right now. He really is in a different planet. And, uh, you know, that's what they need. That's what they need because until last game when Gary Harris got back, and Gary Harris was incredible, by the way. You can look at the box score and see, like, the two points, the four points, whatever those numbers were. It doesn't matter. He was out there tipping passes. He was harassing guys. He made life hard for Donovan Mitchell, for Mike Conley, whoever they put him on. You know, they're getting the switches. Utah's going to get the best matchup on the floor. Still, just having Gary Harris out there makes a huge difference. The point, though, is on top of that, you still have Jamal Murray who's going out and making shots in a series that's been all about shot making. It's been about whether him or Donovan Mitchell would win that one-on-one battle. And three nights in a row now, Jamal Murray's won that battle. You know, this was a Jamal series. This is a Jamal series. When you go to the Clippers and, and you're playing Ivica Zubox in the post, that's a Jokic series. That's a series where Jokic needs to be putting up big numbers. It'll be his turn in the next round, and hopefully Jamal keeps some of this going too. 
In this round, though, when they have Rudy Gobert and Rudy's doing a good job of, you know, Jokic is still providing quite a bit to this team, but he isn't just straight up dominant at this point in the way that Jamal Murray has been. You know, Jokic, when he's at his best, is shooting 80% from the field. And again, that's when he's at his very, very best. But those are the games that you look at as a Nuggets fan and say like, yeah, this is why we're here. Because he just went 15 of 19 and dropped 40 points. You know, that's that's what you're looking for from Jokic. And that's the stuff that he's going to have the opportunity to do in the next series against the Clippers. And I think he's going to have two, three games like that with similar stat lines to that one. This series, his job is to get as close to 50% as he can against Rudy Gobert and let Jamal do the heavy lifting in the clutch moments. And so far, Jamal's lived up to it. Donovan Mitchell's fallen off a bit, in part because of Gary Harris. This is going to be a Nuggets win, and I could not be more excited about tonight. So, put your money on that Nuggets money line and uh, profit at the end. I grabbed him when they were down 3-1 in this series. I grabbed him plus 980 to win the series. And... That makes me even more excited for tonight because I already have money on this game without having to bet, and that is that is the best feeling. Uh, so yeah, that's the DraftKings pick of the week is Jamal Murray is about to beat the Jazz tonight. You know, there have been four 50-point games in the playoffs so far. That's the first time that has ever happened. Nobody's ever, There's never been a playoffs with more than four individual 50-point games. All of them have been Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell. How crazy is that? I mean, you can go through all the list of players that you want, where it's like the, I think what, he, he's he's averaging like 45 and 5 or whatever, and, and the last player to do that, I think it's happened twice in history. It's like Michael Jordan and the logo, Jerry West. Like, it's, this has been an unreal run for him, and you know what? If he does one more night, then he's just taking the next step. Like, he is now an all-star next year. It's no more of this, oh, wow, Damian Lillard, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, James Harden, Steph is back. Like, there are all these guys who are guards who are all-stars in the West, but if Jamal has one more night doing what he's been doing, he, he is undeniably an all-star next season. He isn't going to be the first guy you look at on the list of snubs. He can solidify that as his reputation tonight. And guess what? He's a month to the, to the day younger than me. He is 23. Ah, It's been a great run of Nuggets games, and I'm so excited to watch tonight uh, because, you know what? The last game was unanimously, like, it just was the best playoff performance in Nuggets history. Like, there's nothing else you even look at and say, like, oh, this is close. I, he, he's setting records for the Nuggets. You know, you, you look back at Alex English, Nikola Jokic, who had some great games last year, Carmelo Anthony's entire Nuggets career, Jamal Murray just had the best playoff game out of any Nugget ever last time out. And uh, it's it's just so nice to watch. It's so nice to watch, and they're about to get it done tonight. I am hyped. Hopefully, you guys are hyped, too. Um, that's going to do it for tonight, though, for today, though. Um, if you guys uh, need something to do, DNVR bar tonight. Got an RSVP. I should say that. Um, you can go to thednvr.com, and there will be a link to the RSVPs. Uh, it's it's worth it. It's been a heck of a time every night. Um, yeah, that's it for today. I'll be back tomorrow with more, and uh, we'll talk then. I
Colorado swag, my 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 Colorado